I thought you were about to say something else. It was, I it was, but I'll, I can wait. It can wait. It can wait. All right. <laughs> it can wait for you to tell me how your week's been. Well, I'm Derek, first of all. Oh, right. I'm Keenan. And this is True Neutral. True Neutral. True Neutral. Wow, I just totally brushed right over that. <laughs> like we're podcasing now i know we're doing <laughs> we're, we're totally in the show. professional here you in know show, like, you know we know what we're doing we're super good at it we get it right every time <laughs> regular note as uh, as i will have to mention from time to time now i have baby on chest so odd noise weird stops or crying will um well look i'm blaming the baby yeah <laughs> is it actually the baby you'll never know but that's 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 who we say it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually just have a second mouth that's sucking on this pinky right now. <laughs> it's coming right out of your uh, the bottom of your throat. What do they call that? Uh, uh, trachea. Uh, yeah, no the the thing when when smokers have to have it done. The tracheotomy. No, it's what the fuck <laughs> is that called? The hole. Yeah, the hole. <laughs> it's called a thing. I thought it was a tracheotomy, but maybe Th- that I'm wrong. is a tracheotomy is the type of surgery you do when someone's having anaphylactic shock and they are not able to breathe well enough, so you put, punch a hole into their throat. That is a stoma. That's what it's called. I didn't even have to look it up. I was about to look it up. It's called a stoma. Ah, yeah, like a stupid coma. I guess. Yeah, sure. It's stoma is what it's called. And I don't know if you've ever seen people that smoke that have had a stoma, but. The ones that continue to smoke after getting that done, they can't smoke, like, with their mouth anymore. They now have to put the cigarette in the stoma oh, I've to seen, take a drag. I used to see that on those old commercials that told you why it was bad to smoke. Yeah, I've seen people do that in real life, and let me tell you something, it is unsettling. <laughs> it sounds just exciting, if I'm being honest. Like, if it happened to me, I would do it and have no shame. Like, I would smoke through my stoma, like, fucking whatever. <laughs> Um, but watching, it? watching it happen is, it's got this weird unsettlingness about it because you're like, you're looking at it and you're like, you're supposed to take a drag like through your mouth or whatever. And then seeing the same action happen, but from the bottom of a throat is just <laughs> weird. Okay. Can you still see like the, the suck? Like, on the muscles, you know what um, I mean? A little bit. You can kind of see, like, the tightening of, like, the collarbone muscles and then the flare of the, the ember of the cigarette. Yeah. Um, which, it just, it's it's strange, man. It's <laughs> it's it's unsettling, I have to say. Um, my week, you asked. Yeah. <laughs> Your week and stoma learnings. Um, my week has been pretty average. We've been pretty busy at work, um, taking on, like, a lot of extra... Uh, things went up, but that's finally slowing down. It's, we're kind of in between waves of large amounts of lenses. Um, so, it um, week has been pretty normal. Um, last night, I did go out and uh, play at an open mic night at one of the local bars we have here. Shout out to Hogan's. Love that place. Hell yeah. And um, I had a lot of fun. I saw a lot of uh, good friends of both of ours from uh, the the music times back when music was much more prevalent. Yeah. Um, saw a lot, a lot of our good friends. Um, played some fun music. Um, it just man, I I had a it it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm gonna try and go to the next one. So if you're in the valley and listen to this regularly, yeah, yeah, Hogan's uh, every other Wednesday night. Um, so when this comes out on uh, the week this comes out, it won't be that Wednesday. It'll be the Wednesday after. Um, I could look up the date for the next one, but honestly, I'm just too lazy to do that. We've got calendars in our phones. That, yeah, like, I we could literally just look it up. I, yep. I'm I'm not gonna eat it. I'm actually. I'm not going to. I am just too lazy. But um, yeah, I, I will probably also be posting about it on my social media and stuff because I had a lot of fun doing it, and uh, I can't wait to go do another one. I I have to say though, I was getting ready to go on. And something happened to me that has only happened one other time in my life. Did you get stage fright? I I got nervous. <laughs> I was sitting there and like I started to like sweat a little bit and my heart started to palpitate and I was like, "What's happening? What's going on?" And it took me a, probably a solid thirty forty five seconds to realize, "Am I nervous to go up on stage <laughs> right now? Like, is that what's is that what this feeling is?" 
And then I simultaneously realized that it was the very first time, I mean, besides karaoke, right. which I don't count karaoke for whatever no. reason. Yeah. It's, um, it's a different thing. Anybody jumps up there. Doesn't um, matter how it sounds. But it was it was my very first time getting up on stage without you up there with me, without my band up there with me, without yeah. having w- without having my best friend standing beside <laughs> me is like that weird unconscious moral support, you know. Yeah. And and once I got up there and I started playing, like it kind of it, it melted away, and I right right because like, it's just playing music on stage. But no, I I get that. I don't think I I performed alone on stage once and it was a long time ago now so i it was it was before the band so yeah yeah, like and it's like it's weird too because like i mean i've played alone like at house parties and shit like if i find a guitar at a party i'll pick it up i'll start singing songs and playing whatever but that it feels so different than going up for uh an open mic and being having to introduce yourself and play songs and so it, it's much more formal, I guess. Yeah. And it feels much more like a a show, like a gig. And yeah, I, I just I guess I realized I'd never gone and done that on my own before. I'd always had you standing there next to me, <laughs> and it made me nervous for the very first time since the the first time you and I both got on stage together when I was oh. nervous for like the ten five ten minutes right before. Yeah. We went on. I had that exact same. Five ten minutes, right as I was about to go on, I started getting this weird, like I, I, I'm nervous. I what what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> like, and uh, yeah, I was not prepared for that at all, in any way, shape, or form. But I, I fought through it, and honestly, I had a lot of fun. And I cannot wait to go back in two weeks and and do it again. I'm really yeah. excited. That's really cool. Um, so uh, I, you made me think of something. So for like the first year of Dab, when I was. Because I was super nervous to go on stage like every single time, mm-hmm. and uh, when when I, I remember about, that, I remember it, telling you just it's fine, we're yeah. fine, you're, you're fine, don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, but I remember I would instead of like you know listening to you when you said that, I would. Uh, go into the bathroom of whatever venue we were playing at, go look in the mirror, and just tell myself how much I sucked. <laughs> for, like, a solid, like, 45 seconds, just anything I could think of that would hurt me if uh, anybody in the crowd were to yell it at me. <laughs> I would just say that to myself in the mirror. That's, I mean, whatever works, I <laughs> guess. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, negative reinforcement? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Very Mallory Archer way of handing things. Uh, yeah. Well, I just, uh, you know, I made it. I made it so, you know, nothing, anything, nothing anybody said during or after the show could possibly be worse than the things I said. Because <laughs> I know how to hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess, fair. Yeah. Y- you also have to think that, like, our favorite intro for ourselves was when we introduced ourselves and there was about 30 seconds of of crickets chattering like you could have heard a goddamn pin drop in that room and i remember that we introduced ourselves and said who we were and there was just this this pure silence and both of us laughed and cheered and thanked the whole yeah, crowd yeah. because we were so happy that no, like, like you, you could have heard anything. Like, like that, that was the quietest bar I had ever heard in my life. I have, yeah, I have gone into a bar with two people in it and been like, wow, this is louder than that show response. Yeah, it was, and, and we were both elated yeah. with that with that opening we were so happy about that oh after because i mean we've both like we've had that happen we've also been cheered like pretty heavily for yeah. being up on stage like like i remember going up and introducing who we were and then like pretty much the whole bar like erupted with yeah like you uh, know yeah. What I mean? it's happened a couple of times it feels really nice um but there was something th- something so pure so uh like i don't know if this will ever happen quite like this again yeah about that dead silent response it really felt like a once in a lifetime moment it really did 
It was beautiful. And we embraced it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to say that we embraced that moment. I, I loved every second yeah. of it. Yeah. I mean, that is... Oh, I mean, we looked at each other and then just cheered. It was great. <laughs> uh, we're disappointing at best. If that's not the best reaction to get when you introduce a band like us, I don't know what is. <laughs> I think it was also one of the few times that we didn't have like a, a father medal or a someone there as that MC person to really try to hype the crowd up for the next band. Yeah. Um, which also makes, I think, a big difference when you have to go up like without like that MC there to really just get the crowd going. It does make it a little, the crowd's a little less um, responsive. Receptive. To, to, especially yeah. when you just introduce yourself before you've started actually playing. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Unless you're very well known, obviously. Like Metallica doesn't need an MC to introduce them. They walk <laughs> up and everyone's like, yeah, we're here to see you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Shout out Father Metal. Uh, hope you're recovering well. Oh, yes. Um, actually, uh, the show that I was just talking to you about is going to be his first time coming back and emceeing on stage. Uh, I'm also very excited to see him. Yeah. Um, very good times. Very good times. Very good. All we right. love you, Father Metal. I don't know if you listen, but we love you. <laughs> uh, the, uh, so that was your week? Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much been my week up until this point. Uh, most of the story came from... From yeah, the open mic I did, but it was it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Fantastic. My week's just been um, blurry again. It's it's another like I feel like I'm being really lazy just sitting around, but also I feel like I don't have enough time in the day to get things done. <laughs> like. I know part of it is that I'm sitting around, but most of that time it's because this baby here um, needs needs attention. And yeah, pretty consistent attention. And that's how that's how babies are. Yeah. So I mean, I'm constantly just like, you know, I, I, my partner's here, and like we trade off, we take turns, we are there for each other. Like it's not like I'm doing this alone or anything. I don't want to make it seem like that. But man. It's it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot, and it's pretty constant. But That's... on top of that, like the housework just piles up because we're constantly sitting around with a baby making a mess. So the housework piles up, and I finally like figure out how to get the housework done like with the baby, and then like, okay, now I know I can clean up the houses like semi clean now regularly because baby's big enough. I can like carry him around in the harness and it's not like a big deal if I like bend or tilt or anything because he's mm -hmm. not going to like slam his head. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks to that, like I can get stuff done now, but now I like, I'm sitting around the house and I'm like, man, I need to clean this house. <laughs> like not this garbage we're laying around. Like those corners need detailed. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, Cause I'm just in this house like so often, so much, and like as you can see right now, this room is a mess. Oh, uh, and uh, this is our room. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, <laughs> it is referred to as the band room. I mean, it's the recording room. It's the it's the studio. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it it is. It's allowed to be a little bit messy, but also I can just close the door to this one, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then it's not. It's not a worry until I'm standing in in the garbage. Yeah, well, you and I are in here, I mean, a few days a week, but only ever for, like, one to three hours at a time. It's yeah. not like we're in here a lot, a lot. Right. Consistently, but not a lot, a lot. Right. Yeah, that's that's very fair to say. Uh, but, yeah, the, so, I just, uh, everything, like, I... I have time to do everything and then the second i do start to do the thing there's something else to do and and it feels like i'm just busy and lazy at the same time well i mean that's that's why there's the saying it takes a village to raise a child you know yeah. it, it's impossible for one or sometimes even two people to do like there's just there's a lot of work that goes into it sometimes you you need a lot it either requires a lot of people or a lot of energy. Yeah. Or sometimes both. 
You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, man, yeah. It's, uh, it's just... It's blurry. My weeks are probably gonna be blurry till I get back to June. And I'll probably still be it'll probably be blurry for the next couple of years, if I'm being totally honest. Yeah. Because I'm got a six year old and a two month old now. He's two months now, and uh, that's just gonna be a perpetual, you know, cycle of aging, how humans do. Oh, I know. So um, it's I- gonna be uh, one thing after another for the next. Uh, how old are you? Right, eighteen years. <laughs> I uh, my son is is ten, and uh, he came up to my house last weekend, and he looked at me, and he's like, "Dad, did you know I need deodorant now?" <laughs> Fuck. No, I almost spit up my drink. Fuck. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm getting close to 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 my son hitting puberty, and I. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> to be completely honest with you. That's fair. <laughs> I don't know um, how to handle that personally. My my older one's got a couple years until then. Yeah, yeah. So you can tell me how this goes for you and yeah. tell me what not to do. I, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do what I can because... Man, I, holy shit, time just goes. <laughs> Life goes on and on and on and on and on. You can't be doing that. You know we can't be doing that. <laughs> it's okay, all of our trees seems pretty cool. And we were born in the same year, so. You <laughs> that, know. that means something, right? It's gotta. It's gotta mean something. <laughs> um, so... A little little bits and pieces of news. Bits and pieces of news. Little bits and pieces of news. I had a sixth grade science teacher, and she had little bits and pieces that were facts for every day. She would write them and leave them on the board for when we came in. And I loved the bits and pieces. Sorry, go on. We have <clears throat> a couple of people who are potentially... They're supposedly in talks to be being cast for the Fantastic Four. Okay. Fantastic Four. I'm sorry, I'm looking Fantastic. it up because one of them, I don't remember his name. Um, so, I know for a fact they're looking at, at the moment, Adam Driver to play Reed Richards. Okay. No, like, that, that I sounds, can... odd. It sounds odd right off the bat, but, like... But, I, I could see it. Yeah. I could see it. The one I just saw earlier today as well, Margot Robbie in talks to being the Invisible Woman. Okay. Um, Also, not exactly who I would have thought at first. No. But I can see that working in a weird way. If she, if she, I mean, obviously she can't do the Harley Quinn thing with it. No, I mean, she would have to go, I mean, Sue's, like, not, not like, high class sophisticated but like kinda she's like mid class sophisticated like you know what I mean like she's not she's not like super snobby but she is like the kind to go to a gala mm-hmm. yeah and I think she would have to tap into more it would almost have to be more of a uh, kind of like kind of like the 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 role she did in um, I just had the name of this movie in my head now uh, Wolf of Wall Street oh yeah so so if she played like a toned down version of that but with superpowers yeah I could see that working I could see that working really well yeah I I yeah I would like that on and it would kind of it would almost entirely depend on how um, Adam Driver and her go together mm-hmm. because it has to feel like a couple that grows distant and not just a person who hates his wife. Yeah. And I feel like both of them can pull that off really well. I think, the, yeah, that would mostly depend on the writing, I think, but um, also if they just don't have a good chemistry together, it's not going to work. 
Mm-hmm. Like they have to have a good uh, chemistry off the bat because I really feel like Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Woman really like love each other. It's just kind of fucked because of everything that Reed feels like he has to do. And I think if they both if they play into that aspect of things, I think that both of those actors can pull that off. Yeah. I think that they honestly would Potentially, if you look at it from just that point of view, they might be the best two to cast in that area. Potentially. Potentially. Like, I love Adam Driver as an actor. I think the the understated way that he plays a lot of his roles is really well done. Um, and And I think that he has that air of... He can pull off that air of, like, melancholy so well that yeah. I think is just an inherent feeling that <clears throat> Reed Richards carries with him everywhere he goes is that feeling of just sadness in everything that he does even yeah. though he's trying to do good everything always never turns out the way he wants and it's always he's always upset and sad about his life and I think that Adam Driver could really bring that tone forward Okay, supposing those are the two that move forward with this. I I agree with you on all those points, by the way. But supposing those are the two that they move forward with this, who do you think is going to end up being Johnny Storm and, of course, the ever-loving blue-eyed thing? Um, Michael Chiklis? So (laughs) I I did see... um, They had an idea. I, I I can't find it now. It's what I was looking for in the first place. Um, oh, so they have... Who's a bulky or doughy boy who could play the thing? They don't have anyone rumored to play the thing yet, so we can ca- we can, we can fan cast on that one. But um, the rumor for Johnny Storm is Paul Mescal. I don't know who that is. I am, I've never heard of him. I'll look him up real quick. That way we can see if we've seen anything. I, I have I am Dubba. He's an Irish actor. Mescal? Yeah, M-E-S-C-A-L. He's an Oscar nominee. Uh, he was in The Whale, I guess. Um, known for After Sun, Normal People, and The Lost Daughter. The haircut on his IMDb makes him look like a goober. He, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but, um... I'm looking through his movies right now. I don't really see anything... Th- I, I don't think I've seen anything he's been in. Um, so I, I am very unfamiliar with him as an actor. Uh, he looks pretty young. His first role seems to have been 2019. Mm-hmm. At least new to acting. Uh... Oh, February 96. So, yeah. He's not old by any means. Yeah. So, um, that'll be interesting. I I like seeing new faces in these things. That's always fun. Especially if you have, like, Adam Driver and Margot Robbie as Sue Storm and Reed Richards. You have your your two big celebrities there at the forefront as, you know, the first couple of superheroes. Right. And they're just kind of the right age as well. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, I don't know how old they really are, but they both play late 30s real easy. Um, but the thing. The ever-loving blue-eyed thing. He doesn't actually have to be, I mean. It's clobbering time. He doesn't have to be doughy. Because, and this is my, my, my crazy theory for the, whatever they're going to do with the Fantastic Four. They are not going to give us an origin story for this movie. This movie, they're going to show up. They're going to be coming back from space. They're already going to have their powers. It's already going to be set. Yeah. No, I would like it if they were already an established team when they show up. So we don't have to have the thing but you want as him, a human. But you want him to be, right? Like, he, Okay, so the amount of comic storylines where the thing is just dying to be human and gets it, but at the cost of something great, is so common. And just... Just and having that hypothetical chance to do maybe do something like that in the future, I think they will cast somebody that will look good as Ben Grimm. I they might, but I 
don't think they will. I think that because they did it for the 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 first Fantastic Four movie that came out. Right. And so Vincent D'Onofrio. It's a good choice, but he's already Kingpin. Yeah. Um man, it's that's a tough I'm trying to think. It's Bruce Willis. Yeah, he, he retired. I know, I know, it's a shame, but that would be really fun to see. That'd be like, it'd be weird though. It'd be like casting John Travolta as the <laughs> thing, you know? Like, do it. <laughs> a do Hollywood, it. do it. <laughs> Screw it. <laughs> do it. Um, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> I keep thinking of like, like, I, I feel like they're gonna, he's gonna be mostly CG. And so I if feel they like if don't do a practical suit at least a bit, I will scream. I th- I think it'll be mostly CG. I think they're going to use mocapping and CG, and I think you're going to end up with someone more along the lines of like a Ron Perlman or a John Hamm character in that role. <sighs> Makes me sad. You're probably right, but like I think a Ron Perlman as the thing. I think the the Ron Perlman voice coming out of the thing. Oh yeah, would no, be that, perfect. That's fantastic. I just like Ben and, Grimm is always portrayed as like either like a doughy or a bulky boy, and like, I think I want I want my Ben Grimm to be a doughy or bulky boy. I think is, Ron Perlman could pull that off. I think the only problem with Ron he's Perlman too old. He's too old to be. Ben Grimm's older. He's maybe a little bit old. He's, like, around the same age as Reed, because they're, like, weird friends. I just, I think that he could he could either get a bit doughier or a bit bulkier. My thing was, I think that Ron Perlman's too tall. Ben Grimm's a, kind of a stocky guy. Well, he's yeah. kind of shorter. If you're going to go with that, though, you could always, like, I don't know. Adam Driver's pretty tall, and you just, like... What if we get, like, and, and, and this is too old, like, I'm not going to say it's not, but what if we get, like, an Arnie? <laughs> uh, just too we... muscly? <laughs> no, a... not anymore. Well, now no. he's old and doughy. And he's shorter. <laughs> he's who you want for this role. Oh, uh, like, if he had done that 30 years ago and that was now. <laughs> <laughs> like, old Arnie is who you want for this role. He's shorter, he's doughier, but still bulky. We need somebody who's done that already, but is, like, 36. <laughs> um, I, I, I think, though, that that is exactly why we don't have a rumored casting for the thing yet, though. It's because it is such a hard role to fill with that right person who can be the thing both as the thing and as Ben Grimm. Right. Yeah, I mean, it would it would be tough to find it, but I don't think it would be that tough. I feel like there's enough big boys out there that could fill that role. That I also would... think they might be holding out. They might be trying to find some fresh talent. George Lopez. I, I was going to say Gabriel Iglesias. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think they might be holding out. I think they might be trying to find fresh talent for that. Like, genuinely, especially with how we're seeing um, Mescal cast potentially as Johnny Storm. Yeah, it would just have to be older new talent, which would be, I mean, interesting. Danny Trejo? <laughs> Too old again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can tell the kind of cinema I watch from the names I throw out. <laughs> Oh man. Um in in other news, um this is just something that I was following recently cuz I found it very interesting um and mildly hilarious. Um Ed Sheeran was in court recently. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah. Um because supposedly one of his songs, I don't know which one because I don't listen to Ed Sheeran to be completely honest with you. What? Um Yeah, who to thunk, right? Um, but one of his songs, um, they were claiming was plagiarized from, I believe it was a Marvin Gaye song. I think, yeah. Um, I don't remember which Marvin Gaye song, 
but do you not listen to Marvin Gaye either? No. Crazy. I know, man. You're getting all the big shocking reveals in this episode. Who would have thought? I, uh, but I, what I thought was interesting, the headline that originally caught my eye was that Ed Sheeran said um, that if he was found guilty of plagiarizing this song, then he would quit music altogether. Like, he just didn't want to be a part of the industry anymore if he was done. <laughs> because the the reason that they were trying to say he plagiarized a song was because he was playing one of his songs, which happens to have a chord progression in it that is the same as a chord progression in that song. Right. And well, that so happens all the time. Yeah. And so what he did was a thing that all bands do all the time, where he did a mashup, and he switched from his song into the Marvin Gaye song into another song that had that same chord progression, and he did like this mashup song in the middle of his okay. set or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they were saying that because he did that, that's technically plagiarism because clearly his song used the same musical patterns and chords and melodies and things like that. That's called a medley, and you do that with songs that are in the same key. Yeah. Um, speaking from people that have been <laughs> in a band for a long time. These things are very common, especially in live shows. Yeah. You you play a show, you know that this song that you write is also kind of based on this song, and this song, and this song, and all of these songs flow together because they all use basically this, they, they're on the same key, yeah, like Keenan said. We, we actually introduce the song as not this other song because it sounds so much like that song. Yeah. Um... It's that that's just a very normal thing that happened. So, um the verdict came back today. Obviously, they found him not guilty of plagiarizing the song. That's good. Very good. If they actually had found him guilty, I probably would have lost a lot of respect for the music industry as a whole as well. I would have pissed and shitted. Like that would have that would have blown my ever-loving fucking mind. Like I don't <laughs> know how I would have been able to process that information. Um so I'm very glad that he was found not guilty of plagiarizing, but you can't get upset at that. That's that's a very common and normal <laughs> thing. That's so, like... That's people showing off the things that influenced them and what inspired them to make that music. There is absolutely nothing wrong with paying homage to your favorite artists. Yeah. And we shouldn't be afraid of doing it. Yeah. Like, because you can think Weird. now, he's never, he's either never going to do that again for, he's never going to play any mashups ever again. Yeah. Or... He's spitefully only going to play mashups <laughs> from here on out. Like, I would play a lot more mashups, I think, if that happened. I'd be like, look. I, you and I would go bucks. definitely the more spiteful route with yeah. that. Like, I know we would. But. Hello. We're, hey. we're, we're back with a. With, oh, that sounds weird because it's right in the middle of the episode. <laughs> well, we're back. Uh, barring minor difficulties, um, we, uh, we're back to finish what we started a few days after, after that. <laughs> it sounds way more epic than it is. We had some fuck up more recording issues, so. You know. Yeah. We're we making it work. We stopped in the middle of some Ed Sheeran talk. <laughs> yeah. And, uh,. Yeah, and then and then it just it, my my whole computer just froze. Anyway, um, <laughs> anything else we want to talk about news wise this week? Anything come up in the last couple of days that we didn't talk about? Um, I'm not sure. Not that I can particularly think of. Can you think of anything? <coughs> um, no, not really. Uh. It's just not a lot. There probably is more going on than I know, but <laughs> um, I mean, I know that's true, but I also just don't know if there's any news relevant to me. Man, just not having to do outside things makes you really more insulated. It's weird. <laughs> insulated and isolated. I think I meant isolated the first time, but insulated kind of works. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so I got a game to review, if we don't have yeah. anything else to talk about. No, yeah, yeah. What uh, you been playing? Uh, so, honestly, the, the two days grace period for this was pretty good, because this morning I beat, like, the last level of uh, 
Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Okay. Um, so this was this was the one from last year, you know, twenty twenty two, for reference. The one with the the Mega Mouth feature. Yeah, yeah. So it's a mouthful mode. Mouthful mode. That's and, it. And it's so fun. It's ridiculously adorable. Um, so first off, this game looks fantastic. It's a. Uh, it's 100% a Nintendo AAA title. Mm-hmm. Like, you get that feeling right off the bat. Uh, everything, all the controls are easy and, like, like, you know, fun to execute. Which, right off the bat, is going to make anything you're doing more fun. And Nintendo nails that, like, every time. Yeah. So, yay for that. Uh, if you want to hear how much of a Nintendo show I am, we've got a whole episode about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, this, the, the everything in this Kirby is adorably cute. Like, I'm, I'm, everything in Kirby is usually cute, but like the detail in this has a lot of like additional cuteness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you get sucked in through a vortex to this different world at the beginning, and then your goal is to rescue all the Waddle Dees from all these places. Okay. So you go through various, like, world maps, so different, like, terrains, different areas, um, with various levels, you know, just, it's, I, I kept thinking this while I was playing it, this is what I think of when I think of a video game. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't... Usually when people say video game, they're not talking about this anymore, but, like, still when I think the phrase video game, I think I've got levels to beat and I've got tasks to do within those levels. Yeah. There is an end point, and I will beat this game. Very like Crash Bandicoot style. Yeah, very, very, like, platformer. Mm-hmm. Very, very much like a... 2000s yeah, PS2 one, Xbox one. yeah and yeah and older yeah. but like yeah yeah so it's it's very much that kind of game and it makes me really happy to play that kind of game when I've been playing open world stuff or like everything has been going open world lately yeah. which I don't have a, a technical an issue with you know I do I love an open world game as much as the next person yeah I I don't have an issue with it, but I really like these games. Yeah. Sometimes the nostalgia for that just hits really right, especially when the game is well made. Oh, yeah. And there's definitely a bit of a nostalgia factor, but there's just a satisfaction with this style of game that I don't get from an open world setting and that I wish more AAA publishers would do this style of thing. I want want World 1-1. I want bonus quest one i want you know Mm -hmm. like i want really well because seeing it like that then it it really gives you that feeling of accomplishment when you complete a level and you're like okay that one's done yeah i can move on to the next one now oh yeah and like the there's so when you get through a level you save waddle these no matter what you save like three of them i think Mm -hmm. at the end of every level and uh throughout the level there's a bunch of hidden ones Okay. So you can go off to the side and find a little guy just, like, hanging out. Or, like, you gotta beat, like, a mini-boss and then a chest opens up. And it's un- yeah. And while they, like, you know, little things throughout the levels that uh, allow you to get extra ones. Are and the so, levels themselves kind of more open-world in nature? Or uh, are they very linear? They're pretty linear. Um, they've got they've got spots with like, uh, it kind of feels like stray in that way. Okay, I never played Stray, but I understand what you're talking about. Yeah, like, it's, it's, like, there's a wide path you can walk down, but it's definitely a path. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's, so, there's a lot of, uh, cool little hidden things, and the hidden things are, like, I didn't find all of them, and I have not, like, gone through 100% of this game, like, I just said I didn't find all the hidden things, obviously, I didn't 100% it, so it was redundant, and I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I haven't 100%ed it, and uh, it's it's cool to see the difference, like, um, when you get all the hidden Waddle from a level, you mm-hmm. get, like, the, the clear level icon, 
goes from like just a regular star to like a bold crystally star and it looks really cool and it's like that just level of satisfaction having that so i've gone back and actually beaten a couple of levels just to get the hidden waddledies nice yeah but um yeah throughout the worlds you're fighting through and like uh you're getting to you know it's bosses there's uh basic levels and then a boss level uh, you have to you have to save a certain amount of waddledees to get through to the boss level. Yeah, like yeah, um, which wasn't a problem because I was looking yeah. for them. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the bosses were all fun and like like they were unique in their own way. They were all video game bosses and like oh yeah, like I I kind of know what he's gonna do, but like they were all still. <clears throat> individual bosses they were also still individual like had their own personalities and had their own fight style and you had to like accommodate for that yeah in every one of them um the designs were all fun they weren't like they they were definitely bad guys but the, for the most part they weren't in any way like scary that uh, makes sense i mean it is a kirby game right well yeah so throughout the game you're playing and you're, you're fighting these guys and then you get to um king ddd who's like weirdly possessed and has a pig mask on okay like a wooden pig pig mask it's <laughs> like a like not like not like a normal pig but like a a, a boar yeah like with the tusks and yeah shit. yeah doing this two fingers up <laughs> gesture to indicate my tusks <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a, it works as sign language i mean if you have the context of hearing the person say a pig, but you know with one of these, then you can t you can tell that they probably mean a boar. I'm just gonna do this. Tusks. This is what I mean. I am a boar. Oh, I was just blocking my mouth for that. I am a boar. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he's good visual gag for the audio <laughs> podcast. He was, he was an interesting fight because he was like possessed. Yeah. And uh, it gives you kind of the impression that, oh, yeah, it's King Dedede. He's the big bad. But uh, he's not. <laughs> you get faked out on the big bad like three times. Okay. It's rad. So you get through that, and then it's like uh, your your little buddy that you're with the whole time um, gets kidnapped because hero's journey. Mm -hmm. And um, you get to the next one. He's, it's got like a fake version of that, and then the bad guy's not King DDD. Okay. And then you get to the next one and you fight King DDD again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there was the the big bad the like the very end I should have said full spoilers. Full spoilers. <laughs> but the big bad at the very end is like uh, is the other half of your little buddy. You got a little floaty like Pokemon-esque little buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's apparently uber-powerful, and the other half of this giant evil entity that looks similar to him, but more like a fetus, and is big. Okay. Sure. That's the best way I can describe it. <laughs> <That's>... I'm sorry. <laughs> um, also, your little buddy's name is Elephant. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's an angel reference. It probably is. Um like biblical angel yeah yeah uh but the two things are supposed to join up together and then uh the f f big boss in the story is the ultimate life form oh <laughs> so you have you to fight ivan drago <laughs> <laughs> no i just think it's, <laughs> it's really funny throughout the game you're just fighting these little beasties and these you know, classic like video game boss. Like there's a there's a tiger lady, and then like the the big bad protecting the big big bad is a uh, a big old lion. All right. And he's actually got this charge attack where he's like chomping at you with his big old sharp teeth, and then, like <laughs> when you're panicking already, that's a scary. It's like a scary <laughs> visual. They did a good job on that. That was a that was a legitimately like oh shit kind of boss. Um, yeah, considering all those, I'd be pretty confused if Ivan Drago showed up to be the final boss. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, going going through the game, you're fighting all these, yeah, beasties and uh, normal video game style bosses. Like, you could have exchanged, like, there's a Silly Dillo. 
It's exactly uh, what it sounds like. It's a silly armadillo. It's okay. exactly what it is. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, like, you could legitimately exchange most of these bosses with bosses in Crash Bandicoot, and nobody yeah, would yeah, notice. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Yeah, so, uh, when you have that juxtaposition of, like, okay, you got kind of kind of big bads, kind of big bads, kind of big bads. Whoa, scary lion, big bad. Ah, uh, the ultimate life form? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I fought a silly armadillo, like, three worlds ago. What is this? <laughs> but uh, that's kind of how Kirby games go. He walks out, and he's like, if he dies, he dies. Right. <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's kind of it does fall in line with Kirby games where you fight a bunch of cute stuff and then kind of just kill a god. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, Kirby is a god, so he's something. I'm pretty sure he's a god of destruction. He's a god of something. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a. Uh, um, what's? Pretty sure that's like gluttony. Super old school uh, Kirby lore. Is uh, that Kirby is actually a god of destruction? I'd be interested to do a Kirby lore episode because this um, one little cool aspect of this game is you get little uh, like capture pods. I think that's what they're called. Okay. The little bubbles with the plastic bottom, and you, you get little toys in them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get a bunch of those, and they're like collectibles in the game. And then as you go through the game, you can uh, you get little machines that you can get different rarities of them out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but every one of them, not every one of them, but a lot of them come with, like, little, um, lore bits. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that just, was, like, just scratches the surface of something that I'm sure is mind-boggling. Because <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What is going on in Kirby World? Lots Pla- of stuff. Planet Popstar is just an insane concept in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And that's his home planet, so... Yeah, I'd be interested to do a Kirby lore episode. Well, there's a lot of it, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I got through through the big bats, and uh, I will say like, I didn't die through the whole main story until the last two bosses. Like, okay. At all, it was a lot of fun. The platforming was a good time. I I definitely had a couple of times where I got frustrated, but you've got like this health bar. And you eat food along the way. You just find food throughout the level. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so I just didn't really have a problem, like, actually dying until those, like, big bosses at the end. Uh, you got multiple abilities, like like most Kirby games, but you can go back to your little Waddle town that um, gets bigger as you save more Waddledees. Okay. It's a fun little side yeah. thing. I haven't done any of the little side games within Waddle town. But there's probably a bunch of hidden stuff in there, too. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that they're like, yeah, you can go fishing or you can go work at the restaurant or like you can go listen to music or watch old movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't done any of that. I've just been going through the levels. Yeah, makes uh, sense. But one of the the only spot in town that I do visit is the. The weapon shop because you can go in there and upgrade your abilities so you got like a spiky ball where you're a spiky ball you just roll around as spikes and you can pick up enemies and throw enemies when you release it it's, okay it's fun like uh, a lot of the abilities are a lot of fun there's you know a sword ability there's a sh- just a gun ability nice yeah um but you can upgrade them so they get um stronger and uh faster just just work better yeah you actually evolve them, which is scary oh, to so think they, about. So they, like, look different, too? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, my favorite fully evolved one is the Space Ranger. It's the gun one fully evolved. And it's <laughs> it's just, like, it's just a space helmet, but because it's Kirby, it covers his whole head. <laughs> and it's really adorable. He's got a little heads-up display inside that you can see on the outside of the helmet. <laughs> it's adorable. I love it so much. <laughs> um... But the abilities are really cool, and the upgrades um, not only are usually pretty useful. Some of them, like man, I would, I'm gonna use the other one because you can use the old oh, version of the ability, mm-hmm. um, and you can upgrade the individual versions of the abilities. Okay. 
So if you just want a stronger version of this version of it, you can do that. Interesting. Which is a nice little thing, but, like, it costs a lot. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, but, you do that grind. Yeah. The, the abilities themselves are all really fun and interesting to play with. Like, even if they're not, like, my favorite ability, I find, like, I'm not, like, pissed off that I have to use the drill or whatever, which is probably my least favorite. But, like, <laughs> I'm not, like, pissed off I have to use it. I'm just like, oh, I'm going to get a sword when I can, you know? Mm-hmm. As soon as I can switch, I'm gonna. Yeah. But I'll use it for now. But they do a really good job of making you make use of the abilities. And, like, the mouthful mode has various things that you just... You suck up and then you use that thing to do yeah. a separate like ability. Like cars. Yeah, like a car. You can suck up a car and then you drive along and there's a bunch of, like, little mini race sections that you have to do in a certain amount of time to save a Waddle Dee or whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're they're all a lot of fun. Like, it's all, it's got a bunch of, like, little mechanics within it that aren't hard to learn, but are hard to get perfect. And once you put them all together, they make for a fun thing to do. Yeah, yeah, and the the little mechanics within the actual levels, combined with the abilities you can use to do those things, mm -hmm. is a lot of fun. Like, this whole game is overall just super duper fun. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't I can't say anything I don't really have anything bad to say about it. I guess it like had a little bit of um that that blip in or like that um slow glitchy movement when there was too much stuff on screen, like on the back half of the screen. Mm hmm It would just be like this slow like movement across the screen if there was too much on there. I can't remember um, frame rate drops, but it's not the whole frame rate. It's just like individual elements on the screen. Oh, okay. Like move chunkily. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. I know so, what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and there was a bit of pop in when there was a lot of stuff going on, mm -hmm. but it was very minimal and it was not enough to, oh, it was not enough to detract from anything. So, um, the post game's really fun. You collect pieces of soul <laughs> to try to reassemble the big bad who is being mind controlled by the big big bad. Okay. Yeah. You're like, oh man, maybe you shouldn't have killed that guy. Yeah, I guess I'll just bring him back. No, the 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 dude brought his like unconscious body into this nether realm and split his soul up into a bunch of places and then you have to go to a dream area to play remixed versions of different levels from throughout the game and it's it's really cool They're, the levels are a lot of cool and are really fun but the story is just like what the fuck is actually happening right now <laughs> collecting soul bits um sometimes people need their soul bits brought back together yeah uh, i guess they do <laughs> overall it's uh, it was a really fun experience i had a blast playing this game and there's uh, little side things throughout the, on the main map that are like, um, specific to an ability. So you have to get through using the one ability, and it's got challenges specific to that ability. Mm -hmm. So it's those just mechanically like get it right things are a lot of fun for me, and I'm probably gonna go through and try and get like the, the preferred time or whatever on them. Mm -hmm. because I just had a blast getting through them. Most of them. Some of them are pain in the ass, but... Yeah. This game was fucking fun. Uh, I decided on a rating system last week, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. It's out of 100 dabs. Okay. Why did you say dabs? It doesn't I don't make any know. sense for I it to no, be dabs. I don't know. Alright, well, um, this one gets a solid, uh, like... <laughs> I don't have anything to stop it from being a hundred out of a hundred game. It's a lot of fun. Wow. There's more there's more game in it than I even bothered to play. So do you think it'll be like your game of the year then? No. No? It gets a perfect score, but it's not game of the year. Well, like I don't I just don't have anything bad to say about it. Like zero negative things to say about this game. The difficulty curve was nice. The enemies were fun. They were kind of repetitive, but it was like in a way that was logical and like they didn't get they weren't like boring. The game wasn't boring even though it was like 
a little bit easy. I, mm-hmm. I, did, I was playing in wild mode. For anybody who's playing the game, there's like normal mode and wild mode. And I, I did the wild mode one. And yeah, I didn't have any trouble until the post-game ones where I'm in the dreamscape area. Yeah. Um, and those last two bosses were were hard. But yeah, the whole rest of the game just... And it, even with all of that, those are like the negative things I have to say. It could have been a little bit harder, and <laughs> it could have been a little harder. I guess it could have been a little bit harder. So <laughs> ninety-eight out of a hundred. <laughs> I was just fair enough. <laughs> and there's like, like I said, there's more game in there that I've even played, like. I beaten the whole game, beat all the levels. I didn't get all the waddledees, but like I beat all the levels that are available in that game. Mm-hmm. I haven't touched the stuff in the town. I did the Coliseum after I got done with all the levels, but that's just a little um, what's it called when you just fight a bunch of bosses? Like a like a like a gauntlet? Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And that's that's fine. Yeah. You get to fight Meta Knight. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's neat. That game, a lot of fun. Super lot of fun. Well, um, keeping with that kind of Kirby-esque theme for a hypothetical, then. All right. Um, if you could suck up... You had Kirby powers, right? And you can suck up any one person, but it's in real life. So, like, you know, for example, you suck up an accountant, you're going to get accountant powers. What is an accountant's powers? Um, they're really good with math. So you just get their the knowledge from their degree. Um, well, I don't know. It from doesn't, their label, it like, doesn't. Yeah. So wait. So um, if this accountant also plays in a band, and is like super passionate about a, about his band, or do you not get the the band power? Like maybe he's like, I don't know, the drummer. Do you not get drummer power instead because that's what he's actually passionate about? Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah, I guess that's difficult. I guess it would be whatever they, like, if you suck them up as they were drumming, maybe you get the drummer powers. But if you, like, broke into their accountant office and sucked them up while they were doing their job, <laughs> then you get accountant powers. So it's more of a... It's more of a setting and person thing, as opposed to just the person. Like, the setting has an effect on it. Yeah, I guess so. Um... If I suck up a rich guy, do I just get money? What do you consider, like, how do you... Is that, a, is that a guy like Scrooge McDucking himself on top of a mountain of gold? or <laughs> is, like, is that just fucking yourself with a dildo made of dollars? What is like, yeah, what is... What do, you cons- do you see a guy pull out a wall with a lot of money and you're like, That's him! Suck him <laughs> up! <laughs> no, I could just find somebody like I know is wealthy and just like... I mean... <gasps> <laughs> I think being wealthy is, like, a job that has a skill, though. But it's definitely it's a power. It's a byproduct. It's, a, it's definitely a power if you ask uh, Bruce Wayne or Tony Stark or <laughs> uh, Green Arrow yeah, but or I feel like Ted Kord's Blue Beetle. If you Beetle sucked up, or... like, any of them, then you would get, like, if you sucked up Batman, you wouldn't get super crazy money. You would get a bat suit and you would become Batman. I think rather you'd just get, like, crazy martial arts skills if you were to suck up one of those guys. Yeah, I mean, but based on the Kirby rules, I think you would gather, like, the semblance of their suit as well. Like, you don't just well, suck yeah, someone up. you might up. get, like, a, a, like Batman's cowl, like, the top half of his cowl, so you get his little bat ears going on. But, yeah. like, you wouldn't get, like, the full... Maybe you'd get the cape with it, but... Or, like, a little half cape. Yeah. But you wouldn't get, like, a full outfit or what anything. What would you get from Iron Man? Uh, probably, probably just the helmet. Just the helmet? He usually gets, like, a, a helmet. The helmet, and maybe the blaster hands. Maybe the blaster hands, yeah. Um, that'd probably be the main thing you take from him, actually. Yeah. The blaster hands. The blaster hands, and the, the, the bright light in the chest. 
No, not no, with the helmet. So? No, because you just have the helmet. Uh-huh. Yeah, it would just be the helmet over Kirby's face. Yeah, the helmet and the hands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, if you were to do, like, Green Arrow, you wouldn't get money. You'd get archery. Yeah. Like, you'd yeah. just suddenly be able to shoot a bow real good. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I was like, if you suck up an accountant, you get good at math. Yeah. You suck up a marine biologist, suddenly you know a lot about whales. <laughs> Personally, I hate whales. <laughs> you know, I'm a marine biologist. <laughs> oh, that's such a good bit. <laughs> Calls him like a season. <laughs> Probably one of my favorites. I'm a marine biologist. <laughs> um... <laughs> You're lumpy and you smell bad. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, so just your average everyday rich person, though, assuming that, like, they inherited their money and haven't done much to, like, instill passion because they've just been rich their whole lives. So that's like... Jesus Christ, man. (laughs) It's like the only thing they got going for them, you know what I mean? So... That would technically be their power, right? I'd suck up the CEO of a music company. Yeah. Yeah, so either way, you either get the powers of the CEO or the money of a music producer. <laughs> that's that's a win-win. <laughs> Go for a CEO of some place. <laughs> Preferably some place that you're interested in. Yeah. Do you think that's something you could just get away with? You just suck someone up and then like, oh, I'm them now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there would be questions, but I also think you would um, have the knowledge necessary. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think you would, I don't think you'd be going in blind to the questions about their life is what I'm saying. Just because, like, you'd look kind of like them, but, I mean, even when Kirby sucks someone up, he, he might put on their clothes and look kind of like them, but he's, he's still just Kirby. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> just Kirby still. <laughs> but uh, imagining we're just our human shape, our, our normal human shape, and we just like, have this weird Kirby power where we're, our jaw just drops and we suck someone up. So I, I think that... Honestly, it might just be based on whatever they're wearing. <laughs> because that's what it is for Kirby, kind of, right? It's like, whatever the person is no, wearing. No, they they get abilities. Like, So he it, in Smash Brothers, say, he sucks up Link and he gets Link's little hat. But he also gets a bow and arrow. Not the sword. Not the sword. So, like, I don't think the hat is relevant to, to the bow and arrow itself. It's... That's okay. kind of yeah, you know. Okay. Fair, <laughs> fair. You know, yeah. So I don't think the outfit is relevant to the skill. I think it's just relevant to the look of the person who had the skill. <laughs> okay. <laughs> fair, fair. Just throwing ideas around. Like, like if he if he were to suck you up right now, he'd get like a like a light beard, a feathered haircut with a ball cap on. I'm not wearing the hat right now. Not right now. It's on my knee. It's on that your knee. That might actually fuck shit up if it's based on clothes. <laughs> the hat's on the knee. What the fuck happens now? <laughs> he's just got a hat on his feet. Like, he's got, like, two shoes that are just made of hats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and glasses. He'd get the glasses. What if, like, you sucked up, like, uh... Like the the crazy homeless person on the corner you'd probably get some cool voices in your head yeah <laughs> yeah like there's there's i don't know man like, would you that... just develop mental illness if that was the one thing a person <laughs> had <laughs> yeah, just take on mental illness i want to experiment with with schizophrenia today <laughs> Does that go away when you spit the person back out? It would go away when you lost the ability. And if you. No. No. So the person can just get spit back out. You can just. No, I think you just absorb them. Oh, okay. Just as a. Majin Buu style. Yeah, you just absorb them and then you get that ability. Uh, In Smash Brothers, they come back out because you have to continue the fight. But, Mm -hmm. like, in in a Kirby game, you just suck them up and you just. (laughs) And just swallow them up. 
What about the cars in mouthful mode? Do you just no, no, no. So the cars, the stuff in mouthful mode, you just like wrap your whole body around, and he just like stretches out. Um. Okay. And then like he just uses the thing to do so things. Kirby is now rubbery, silly putty material. Yeah, he got this ability going through the vortex at the beginning of this game. Okay. So, it's it's a it's a different it's a different thing than just sucking people up. All right. Yeah, he doesn't absorb the car. He just is wrapped around it. And they can now control it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's got a lot of implications. It does. <laughs> For a different hypothetical, I think. Yeah. Anyway, this episode's been weird and juxtaposed. <laughs> and uh, where can they find us to tell us how we should stop doing bad recording? Yeah, yeah. Um, if you found this disconcerting and jarring, but still somehow to make it made it all this way wow <laughs> wow um you can go ahead and send us an email at trueneutralpod at gmail.com or if uh, you don't want to do that if that takes too much effort you can send us a tweet over on the tweeter at trueneutralpod or i'm at mr dab himself uh true neutral podcast on the facebook you can get a hold of us there true neutral studios on both youtube and the instagram um, I'm also at Mr. Dab himself on the Instagram. What? And, um, yeah, then the disappointing band is pointing at best on both YouTube and Facebook as well. Back to this ASMR thing that I really, <laughs> just I, not comfortable with. Did that get recorded? Was that part of the first half of this? I don't even know anymore. I don't know either. I think so. I don't know what things I've said are actually recorded anymore. <laughs> That's not safe. <laughs> ah. Oh. I hope this was at least a little bit funny and good. Bye-bye!